You're listening to WGWG.org, Gardner Webb University streaming radio, and also on-demand programming. In the studio with me this morning is uh, Matthew Tesnier, the big sports fan. Welcome. Thanks, Joe. We sit down about once a week and have a conversation. Uh, Matthew catches me and you up on what's going on in the world of sports, offers his unique insights into that as well. I know one of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things we're going to talk about today is, of course, a sort of a, a college football preview. Yes, and I will make one quick sidetrack to start us off, a different kind of football. Shout out to the Gardner-Webb women's soccer team. Football, of course, in many parts of the world. Soccer uh, here in, in America. Everywhere but up here, yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. For their draw against uh, Big Ten Maryland wow. uh, in the past week. Yes. Uh, I think they played to a 1-1 draw. So, you know, anytime you can, can play to a draw against a big conference big. team, I consider that a success no matter where that team falls in their own conference standing. So, yeah, um, good, absolutely. Good, good job for them. And uh, soccer is kind of that first sport that you're able to see here at Gardner-Webb yeah. on campus. Yeah. Um, our first home games of any kind this act academic year our, our men's I think there's soccer. a home soccer game tomorrow Friday I, I believe so Davidson I believe at 7 p.m. women's yeah, soccer one of my uh, students brand new class brand new semester and brand new academic year one of my students uh, after class was pointing out that she was a soccer player and we had a home game this Friday so yeah know. it's it's exciting to, to be back on campus with all the students all the athletes all the activity a lot of activity yeah yeah that's the it's, thing. it's just fun that's that's what it's all about so. and of course as always if you want to keep up with Gardner Webb University Sports GWUSports.com is the place to do that that's right and that's where I've been doing a little bit of my research as well we're going to talk about college football today but a little bit more research and just paying good attention to Gardner Webb football and and what's going on there of course they they opened camp I think uh, several weeks back with 90 something uh, players in camp and um, had some new transfers, some familiar faces, and, and they're uh, barreling forward now with uh, the first game, the home opener. Uh, well, the home opener is uh, September 17th against the Citadel, uh, but the season actually starts on the road with two road games before that. Uh, the September first of those, 3rd? September 3rd at Elon yeah. uh, here in North Carolina. I was looking up and down the schedule. Uh, it's always fun just to kind of look and see, okay, who are we playing? Uh, when are we playing them? Uh, you know, what kind of teams are, are we taking on this year? It's a very interesting schedule from a uh, home and away standpoint. We play three out of four weeks on the road in September, and we'll have two games under our belt wow. before the fans will have a chance to see us yeah. uh, play play at home. Uh, and but then when we get to October, we flip that and we've lots got, of home games. We've got five games and four of them, yeah. including four straight, October first through the twenty second, are at home. And so four straight, four straight. We'll we'll play Benedict, Presbyterian, Coastal, and Kennesaw State all in a row there uh, in October. So if you're if you're looking okay, when can I see Gardner-Webb University football this year? When can I go out and check out the running Bulldogs? October is the time to do that. Right. And, of course, um, uh, homecoming falls in that, that period of time. Uh, and a wide variety of opponents in that time, too. Mm -hmm. Looking at our schedule, the other thing I notice is it's very competitive. We, we have a very competitive schedule this year. Uh, Elon is, is no slouch. They've, they've kind of moved up in terms of, of conference um, priority here in the last couple of years. And uh, then we, you know, we, we take on Western. That's another uh, North Car Western Carolina, another North Carolina rival. And Western usually takes on an SEC team in their schedule. And so they at least like to be competitive and, and, and 
play a good schedule as well. The Citadel, another another one of those Carolinas teams that uh, is is always a tough rushing offense to stop. I know um, Coach McCray and, and folks with the football program are always talking about it being kind of a different look than you see with other teams. It's just kind of an old school. They line it up and they run it at you kind of kind of attack. Um, Ohio, we, we play them at the end of, of September, and that's a MAC school, uh, Mid-American Conference, I believe, which is an, a football bowl subdivision school, which means these these are these are at the level where they can play bowl games, and gotcha. uh, yeah. mm-hmm. they play in a, a div, um, conference with Akron, uh, Kent State, and and some schools that occasionally you, you know Miami of Ohio, you'll occasionally see them show oh, up yeah. in some bowl games there in in uh, December and, mm-hmm. and into January. So very competitive there, uh, and then we then we play Benedict, uh, kind of a, a smaller division team, I believe, uh, and then we get a little bit into our conference schedule with Presbyterian, who has been a really good team uh, over the last couple of years. They've really made a lot of improvements. Uh, then we bring Coastal in here, uh, which I believe is the homecoming game, and uh, that. That is always a, a a very very difficult matchup, no matter who's playing playing Coastal. And of course, they've had some national success in the last couple of years, and have just moved up to FBS, and they'll be in the Sun Belt Conference. Which, for folks who are familiar with Appalachian State, that's the conference mm-hmm. Appalachian State uh, comp- competes in as well. So we'll we'll be seeing going forward Gardner Webb playing Coastal less often. We sh- I would imagine that's that we that thinking. we will mm-hmm. uh, with them with them phasing out of, of conference play that should be the case in all sports um, but there is I guess a level of familiarity there. I, I am not aware myself of any specific rules or anything like that but there may be uh, some way that there are requirements or just a, a general plan that Coastal will continue to play a couple of big south schools yeah. as they move up to the next yeah, level. I don't know that for sure but we'll but I, wait and see. I, I would yeah. guess that, yeah, and, and looking at our schedule. Uh, and then the last two games, uh, conference league games in the Big South in October, Kennesaw State, uh, you know, really early, I believe, second-year football Program, but they were good uh, last was year. good last year for a, for a first year first year program, and then we uh, close out the month of October at Liberty, which is always a, awesome. a rivalry game and a and yeah. a, a battle. Yeah. Uh, and we we beat Liberty at home last year, and so uh, that was I think the first time we had had topped Liberty in in almost a decade. And so, so we've, you know, tried to, to, to fight and claw in, into that rivalry, um, you know. And then we we in November have two games left, and and it is it's interesting. We have all these road games, then we have all these home games, and sometimes schedules fall out this way. It's not necessarily completely uh, abnormal, but we go to Charleston Southern uh, the first Saturday in November. Uh, then we have an off week, so we play ten of our eleven games, and then we wow. get an off week. And uh, I'd, I'd be curious to see when when our football coaches luncheons start here on campus with. Coach Coach McRae, Sports Information, and all the media guys. Um, you know, if anybody asks or, or anybody weighs in on uh, when is a good time to have uh, an off week in your schedule, you usually have one. Um, and, and particularly, I think if you play 11 games, that leaves a little more room in, in the schedule. But I would think, you know, probably ideally, you'd have that somewhere in the middle of the schedule. Yeah, or right. I would think that conference. would be more ideal, not so much, uh, you know, at the tail end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so interesting, interesting timing there. I believe falling on November twelfth, and then we close out with Monmouth at home and uh, conference game. And, and by then, you know, there'll be uh, a lot decided in the conference standings, and and that, that could be for for positioning uh, in the standings somewhere. It uh, could potentially. You never know. I mean, it could be could be a key game. Uh, we come down to the end of the year, and Gardner Webb and Monmouth could be at the top of the Big South Conference. You really never know. Yeah, be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah. I know it's the cliche, but but in sports, we 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 just love to fill it up with cliches. Um, you got to play the games, gotta and that's the why game. they play the on game. any given 
Saturday. On a given Saturday for college football. Um, so the schedule is, is kind of the first thing I looked at when, when looking at our, our team this year. And we do play a very competitive one, and it is interesting how those home and away matchups line up. Um, I understand with having a, a good number of young, fairly young players coming in uh, on offense and defense that – a lot of those young guys got a lot of work in the scrimmage, uh, scrimmage contests, and in practice. Um, you know, the veteran guys, of course, put in their work too. But just really, I think the coaches scouting who can be uh, contenders for for starting jobs, where their their uh, potential spots open, uh, and then always you're looking for that depth. You you need multiple running backs, multiple wide receivers who can make an impact, and maybe most importantly on the offensive and defensive lines where big guys get hurt. They're in there hitting each other on every play, and and somebody has to go out and either at least get a breath of fresh air or maybe has an injury and you need to be able to trot somebody out there with just as much talent and hopefully just as much experience and so that was a big thing I think in camp kind of kind of looking at um, our sports information gwsports.com coverage uh, the other thing I noticed was that um, a couple references to quarterback Tyrell Maxwell who I believe is a junior this year he got experience as a freshman um, got a lot of experience last year really as the guy at quarterback and I understand he really worked on improving his accuracy uh, passing the passing the ball um, and and trying to um Get a little more prepared there, I guess, for for our, our passing part of the offense. Uh, and he'll have lots of wide receiver options and, and places to throw the ball. I see see a lot of talent at wide receiver, um, not necessarily heralded names or guys climbing the all time stat charts or anything like that, um, but a lot of talent, a lot of size, a lot of a lot of references to speed. And so um, I'm really curious to see you know how we how we open up the offense mm-hmm. and, and what we do this year, how how we mix it up if if um, uh, we go with with a balanced attack, or if we're able to to kind of go go all over the place. Maxwell is a, is a fun quarterback to watch. He has been since day one. All right. Um, as a freshman, I believe he early on was kind of one of those guys that coach was able to throw in there, kind of as a mix up guy. He can run, he can pass, and again, that's that dual threat is another football cliche. But he really he really can. And if he's worked on his passing accuracy, we might see some really good things out of him this year. Um, one of the other other things looking at the roster uh, is that we've got some transfers coming in, and a lot of those came in late in the recruiting cycle. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they contribute this year, and exactly what what they're able to add to the program this year, and then maybe maybe in a, in, in the next couple of years. But um, two guys from Troy, uh, quarterback Ramsey Rigby, and you, you always need backup quarterbacks. So we were just talking about Tyrell Maxwell, but you always need backups uh, for injuries and things like that. Uh, and then one of his his teammates. Blaine Hudson, an offensive lineman, and then we picked up two uh, other offensive guys. They're all all offensive transfers: uh, Caleb Chapman, a tight end out of Akron, and Braylon Collins, a wide receiver out of Eastern Michigan. So more guys were thrown into the offense, and so a lot of lot of bodies. Uh, and that's kind of the same thing with defense and. The one name that, that folks may be hearing a good bit of if they are paying attention to GWSports.com, if they're looking at the Shelby Stars coverage, if, if they're looking at preseason honors and things like that, linebacker Chad Jeter. He has had a couple of incredible years uh, for us on defense, and he's making a lot of preseason awards watch lists. Um, and so I think he'll really be uh, team-wise, but also on that defense, really a, a, a key player for us this year, just in leadership on the field. Right. Coaches like to talk about having somebody on the field who yeah. is 
whether they're actually playing quarterback or not, they're a coach, they're a quarterback on the field. And, and a lot of times, if you have a really strong linebacker, particularly in the middle of that defense, they like to refer to that as the quarterback of their defense. Gotcha. And I think if you had to pick a player, it'd probably have to be Chad Jeter. And, awesome. and he's got a lot of lot of honors in the preseason. So it'll be exciting to see him. And he's got some experienced linebackers around him. We've almost been linebacker university the last couple of years. We've had some really talented players there, among other positions, too. Uh, but that's really been a strong, strong suit for us. So, uh, looking down the schedule, looking down the roster, uh, there's got there's a lot to like. I mean, there really is. Uh, there's there's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of young talent, and uh, as as I think McCray has said in in uh, seasons past, and in, in coaches' lunches and meetings and and statements, you've got to get the guys out on the field and see how they perform. And with the young guys early on. You get them out there and you see what they do, right. and then you kind of got to go from there. So I know they're they're got they've got to be ready for for next weekend for September third to to like I said again start start hitting someone else uh, mm-hmm. with Elon. As a programming note, uh, we do weekly interviews here at wgwg.org with uh, Coach McCray, and so we'll be looking for those uh, to come out as podcasts, also airing on the stream, the live stream uh, going forward, so we can hear those reflections and those predictions from the coach himself that's coming up right here on wgwg yeah and, and disclaimer on my part you know i am a just uh, i'm just as we call myself a big sports fan, fan yes. uh, i'm just just a fan you know the the official word the official analysis uh, that comes best from coach mccray himself he's out there he's he's recruited these student athletes he works with them every day uh he takes them to to all these games whether home or away and and he he really leads the ship so um he's the one to really listen yeah. to and we'll, we'll um, get a lot, we have a lot of commentary of coming up yeah we will exactly well well the other side of, of college football coming up is kind of the national scene uh you know we, we always like to to look at Gardner Webb and then also what's happened nationally and it's always fun to talk about that and the thing that stands out to me this year especially uh I always like to talk about the casual fan maybe somebody who has a little bit of knowledge they recognize some some school names that okay they seem to be pretty good at college football um there are some names that will be very familiar again this year a lot of the teams that we've seen over the last five to ten years that have been strong will be dominant again and and that's even true of last year Alabama beat Clemson in the national championship game mm-hmm. both those teams are again going to be at the very top of uh, college football's rankings this year I, I know Clemson has very high hopes for this season they have very high hopes and and maybe the most heralded returning player in the country their quarterback uh, Deshaun Watson he was a Heisman I believe runner-up last year uh, he's a junior he's a he he was considered a possible pro prospect last year, decided to come back. A lot of people think this will be his last year. He'll put in three, and then he'll go pro. Um, so this may be one more shot for him. Hopefully with Clemson's success, their ability to recruit, they'll reload and they'll be ready to go again next year, and they can keep this this sustained for them. Um, but Deshaun Watson and, and a lot of other talent and speed on that, that offense, I think the key thing this year for Clemson is going to be replacing uh, defensive players, uh, looking at how many starters are returning and experience. They're going to have a lot of new faces, I think, on defense, is, is my understanding. So um, they're, they're expected to be up there as a title contender. The other one that we have seemingly heard about for the last decade is Alabama. Mm-hmm. And Alabama, and they have, you know, for good reason, I think they've won four titles here in the last decade. Uh, and Nick Saban, a pretty huge name, their coach, he's now got five national championships, one shy of the all-time mark by Bear Bryant. 
in in Alabama himself. So he's chasing go. he's chasing a legend in his own on his own campus right. and in his own right. uh, state and you know and ev- everything down there in, in the SEC. So it's got to be a wild ride for Nick Saban chasing somebody like Bear Bryant. Um, I, I actually lived in Alabama for almost a year uh, in part of my young career, and you go into stores down there. You know, around here you see all this ACC gear. You see North Carolina Duke, State, Clemson, yeah. Wake yeah. Forest. Those are the po- the the popular uh, logos and apparel that you see uh, down in Alabama it's all about the SEC they could really care less I think about the ACC uh, everybody's in Alabama or an Auburn or a Florida or a Tennessee fan you, you'll even see down in that state some Mississippi State and some Ole Miss fans but you can quite often walk into some kind of apparel shop or athletic wear store and see the old Bear Bryant hats. Oh, you know, really? The, the yeah. very specific uh, looking uh, pattern oh, hat, and you can get your own. And so yeah. they, they love Bear Bryant. Yeah, and yeah. so with, oh, with yeah. where Nick Saban is now, it'll be interesting to see, can he keep this run going? Uh, I think he's about 65, and he doesn't act like it. He, he seems to be a very fit and capable coach and uh, ready to get out there every day and do the things that he has to do to, to run the best football program in America. And, and, and that's what Crimson Tide fans in Alabama think. Um, the, the thing this year, they've got, of course, they've got great coaching. In the SEC, they always recruit hugely uh, athletic, uh, sizable high school players that come out they seem to have the biggest offensive linemen the biggest defensive players they just seem to always have the best size and the speed uh in college football and they'll have that but i think kind of heading into the season at least at least for me even as a college football fan they're missing some big names they don't really have any of those huge standout players they they along with a couple other schools send, send a lot of players to the nfl draft and when you do that you've got to reload and you, you know even when you've got talent you've got to learn the new names um there's just not any uh, – they have a quarterback battle going on, and uh, I, I, I could not name you the Alabama quarterback right now. Right. Um, and so they've got, they've got to reload. I think that's the big thing for them. We talked about the defense with Clemson. Uh, a couple of the other, other big names that, that are in the mix, uh, Florida State, they won a championship I think two years ago, and so they're, they're still fresh off of that. Um, they're going to be, I think, looking for – what they get out of their quarterback, it's another situation where it's not a completely recognizable quarterback stepping back in, I believe. I think Sean McGuire, who has started for them some, has um, maybe had some injury problems. So I think there's a little bit of question there, but they have a very talented Heisman uh, running back candidate and Dalvin Cook. Um, and so they'll be competing. The interesting thing with them, Florida State and Clemson play in the same division of the ACC. That makes it tough for both of them to get deep right. into December. Yep. Uh, well, to get to the conference, they can't both get to the conference championship right. game, which means they probably will not both get to the college football playoff unless they are undefeated at some point in in the season. It would have to work out perfectly, I think, mm-hmm. for both of them to get there. So that's the tough competition too for Clemson. Uh, they have Florida State in their own division, and the same thing goes for Florida state um and there are a couple other teams in in the country ohio state is is probably the other one i would say maybe as a top five kind of school Uh, but they more than anybody are replacing an incredible number of draft picks from this last year um they sent they sent so many players defensively and offensively to the draft Uh, they do have a quarterback coming back jt barrett who's pretty experienced but uh, i think my big thing looking nationally at college football a lot of questions every team has every team at the top of the crop has uh, a lot of positives but there are also a lot of question question marks and each team kind of has their own unique question mark but uh kind of the last thing to 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 say uh, nationally about college football i think we're going to find out really quickly uh exactly how things are going to shake out um 
there are huge matchups in the first week and the third week. And we see uh, a lot of uh, top 25 matchups among each other. And so we're going to see some of these teams playing each other. And by the time you start adding some losses and some, some numbers to the loss columns for teams and they fall down a little bit in the national race, things will start to shake out quickly. So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think just as much as, as we, we have seen maybe in the last couple of years, college football really did this big kickoff push where they've got this kickoff weekend slate next weekend. Uh, it's Labor Day weekend. And so I think there may be uh, – I think Florida State actually plays on Labor Day uh, against Ole Miss. And um, so there's a there's a couple of huge games there Saturday, Sunday, and, and Monday, or Saturday and Monday, something like that. Um, and then two weeks later, then there's a little bit of a lull in the schedule in the second week, and then the third week it really hits with some huge matchups too. So uh, some question marks, um, but the national powers that, that be, I think, will continue to, to be. It'll just be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Very good. So we're, we're here. It's amazing how quickly we've gotten here. Uh, mm-hmm. It feels like we just finished last football season. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you finish in January and you start practicing and talking about it in July, you know, you get about a half year of football and then a half year of no football, which a half year of no football for a huge football fan is too much no football. So we're excited <laughs> to get started. There you go. All right. This is the Big Sports Fan on WGWG.org, Gardner Web University streaming radio and on-demand programming. Thanks for joining us. Check out all the Big Sports Fans. Go look for that playlist. You can hear them all. And uh, keep listening for the new ones that come out pretty much every week. Uh, every now and then something happens. But generally speaking, every week. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, just uh, email us at uh, the station, info, I-N-F-O, at WGWG.org. We'll make sure Matthew gets those, and we'll respond to them as well. So we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening.